What's up, everybody? This is the McKinnon on Winning podcast. Um, you know where where we talk all things cards, coffee, traveling, woodworking, leatherworking, pirates, coins, Ford. Uh, what's inside people's pockets, and you know when there's enough time at the end of a two-minute Tuesday, photography, maybe some filmmaking. You know we're using some influencer marketing today to really get some people you know, into the podcast, really get them aware of what's going on here in this dope spot that we've created. Um, and so we wanted to bring in a fresh new face, um, sparkling, some would say, uh, to the show. Uh, I'd like to welcome Peter McKinnon. <laughs> to the show. Oh, God. Hey, it's me, everybody. Peter McKinnon. I, I'm a Canadian guy. Uh, I love knives and... Uh, and uh, I, I get all the newest gear, and it's great to great to be here on the Photography Brothers, uh, a fellow uh, Canadian podcast uh, with some fellow photographers. As as Peter McKinnon, um, you know myself, I really admire you <laughs> and all the work that you've done. Um, thank you for bringing up knives. Obviously, forgot to mention that on the intro dirt um, bikes but like dirt bikes dirt bikes injuries um really everything that falls under the umbrella i guess just one quick question for uh, before you know we let you go here um what's like your bucket shot man like what's the shot for you well you know i don't shoot a lot of buckets uh it tends not to be uh, part of part of my brand uh but i guess if i could put like uh, a, a bucket full of knives and then jump a dirt bike over it and then <laughs> That would probably be the dream shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but all jokes aside, this is the Photography Brothers podcast where you can get your weekly dose of photography, videography, and idiocracy. Uh, also, anything that falls under that umbrella, Ella. Uh, we have a jam-packed show for you creative creatures today. We'll be discussing uh, the photography grounded game titled Umurangi. I know I pronounced that wrong. Jared That's will pronounce... We'll, we'll, okay. okay we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll get the, the perfect pronunciation uh, shortly here. But before we go there, Jared, uh, I've been told that we have a musical performance. Uh, uh, yeah. We do. Let me just say though that uh, that was that was great, Michael. Uh, th- that improv, <laughs> amazing, amazing. You you didn't go to Second City? Uh, no, Third. Third <laughs> Third City. I third went to city. fifth. I went to Fifth City. So Fifth City. Uh, uh, ah, yeah. you know, everyone could make it. To but third. Uh, there yeah. we we did specialize in playing guitar. So uh, give me one mm. second. I have a track for you guys today, a little uh, behind the scenes. If I sound a little hoarse and a little bit tired, we were in the studio yesterday laying some guitar tracks. Very important thing that I learned. Uh, everything that I know about guitar is wrong. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, every part of my technique is, is incorrect, uh, including just like how I hold the pick, apparently. So have a lot of work to do but uh it's all a process and uh got the tracks got the tracks laid it should be uh pretty wicked and some really good guitar practice for me uh we got some really nice tone that's one thing that i will say nice and there was something uh that we used to test that tone kind of make sure that the tone was sounding just tony enough to win a tony from a man named to win tony. tony yeah and uh, good, a good band I would recommend to uh, to test that is, of course, the classic Black Sabbath. So I don't know how it's been so long since we uh, 
have been doing this podcast. I've never actually done a Black Sabbath tune on the podcast. So that's really weird to me. I know a lot of Sabbath tunes and it's like really easy. You know, he's like uh, to, Ozzy Osbourne to me is like Ed Sheeran to Michael. You know, it's just like mm. he's easily, easily done. But anyways, uh, hopefully now that I've hyped this up, I won't uh, totally screw it up. I want to dedicate this one to my brother in photography and yours, Michael Costa. Here we go. Black Sabbath. When I first met you, didn't realize We'd start a podcast, to my surprise We took some photos, we shot some vids It's photo bros time, so let's begin Yeah, Michael! Dear listeners, dear listeners, thank you. Thank you, Michael. And thank you. I can tell you right now. Let me say it again. Dear listeners, thank you. I can tell you right now that my my celly, I I definitely peaked on Mike. Uh, I I saw just like a complete blue, uh, thick waveform there. But uh, Mm, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Note to myself to edit that down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) all right dude well here we are uh sometimes we do some pretty heavy stuff on this podcast you know we've we've done some Mm -hmm. pretty newsy news we've done some very very photography based podcasts like getting into the nitty-gritty you know but today we're gonna have some fun we're going the podcast is always fun i don't want to we start with a song (laughs) we start with a song ladies and gentlemen okay so that's true. That's like true. name name me a podcast that's more fun than this. But this one's going to be extra fun, extra exciting because we're going to just talk about a video game today. We're just going to chill. We're going to talk about a video game. There's not going to be anything, uh, you know, dramatic or, <laughs> you know, that's uh, depressing or hard hitting, really, uh, you know, penetrating your psychology you don't have to worry about anything we're just gonna play a video game it's just gonna be cool it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and great uh and the video game that we're talking about here we go i'm gonna make michael uh i'm gonna make michael freaking say it again again. (laughs) try try to say it again uh umarangi 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 generation yeah hey there we go not umarangi i would have called you if you said umarangi (laughs) generation (laughs) on that one but uh it's a really fun game i've played through the entire game didn't get a chance to get to the dlc unfortunately so you'll have to forgive me for that one michael played through quite a bit of it uh Mm. and you know we'll get into a little bit uh but it's been like just just to give you guys a little bit of my personal experience uh i don't even know how I i guess i was just like searching um photography Gains for this podcast. One of the good reasons to have a podcast, you know, gets you doing stuff like that, gets you doing cool things like that. Uh, and I found this game uh, at the time. It was like super, super cheap on Steam, eh? like ridiculously cheap. So and it still is really cheap. I think it's like $17 right now. And just loved playing through this game. Uh, loved the experience. 
you know, it's not perfect. <laughs> Obviously, we'll get into it. Uh, it was basically <laughs> made by one guy, and it took him like it, it, you know he did it most of it in like eight months, and then just like had his buddy kind of do the music and whatever, right? So he like programmed mm-hmm. it and, and designed it and everything. So. Uh, you know, learning that really increased my enjoyment of the game a lot more. Uh, and I've just really like, I really enjoyed how expressive it was. I really enjoyed how much of a like singular perspective that it has. It, it was just, yeah, it's just a really well done thing. And, um, you know, I've been getting more into video games recently, kind of took a big break from that and, you know, did other stuff, <laughs> focus on a lot of, you know, playing guitar, uh, make YouTube videos and, and stuff like that. But really coming back to gaming and especially like in the indie scene or even, you know, older games that are a little bit overlooked or, you know, maybe might not be the shiniest game, you know, maybe it's not like the new uh, friggin Dark Souls, like nice game or whatever. Right. But uh it's great and like there's there's so much to video games and especially you know in in the indie scene like interesting things going on that you don't really get in other forms of entertainment right where it's like somebody's like a a real view into somebody's head someone's life so super cool what was your kind of experience with it man yeah, man. I love that Steam carries these kinds of games. Like you talk yeah. about like kind of the indie indie yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, definitely love that. Uh, I think like some of the things I liked, and I think, you know, I agree with everything that you said, but you know, just like the simplicity of the game makes it an easy game to jump into um, and to understand right away and, and to kind of just just to play play through. Like if you have the time, you can just you can just play this thing, play this thing through. It does get more difficult. Um which which is nice you kind of like want that challenge i'm going to talk about that a little bit later on um but um i think like when i talk about the simplicity of the game it's not even just the visuals but it's like of which of course are a bit simplistic you know when you again we're talking about dark souls we're talking about you know those kinds of games um definitely not like a frostbite engine (laughs) behind behind this guy but you don't need a um, ps5 you like definitely (laughs) yeah it's not you don't need a ps5 to run this for sure you can probably run uh whatever you had for your windows 98 setup Mm -hmm. um but uh you know i think just the objectives are simple um and and again that progresses but um i think it's more so like in the concept of it um, you know, just look for these things and capture them the way you're instructed to with a wide, with a telephoto, be close by, be nearby. It's simple to understand. I don't need to like look up a wiki and like, <laughs> and like figure out what like Progr- half these things program mean. a bunch of macros and, you know, get oh, uh, a whole team of people together, level up your character. You know, there's really none of that. Type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah. The last thing I just wanted to note here, um, is yeah, I, I love the visuals. Like actually, I think I think there's a, a, a place for this, and and we're gonna talk about that. I think a bit more when we when we um dive a bit more into it. But yeah, I, I I love a game that understands like this is the canvas I have. Like how do we make it as pretty as possible? Obviously, Minecraft does that, um, and uh, it's a probably the most one of the most successful successful games of all time. Um, so yeah, interested to to kind of hear about some of the things maybe you disliked about about the game jared oh it's a per- I, I it's perfect <laughs> it's perfect oh my no notes. goodness no notes game's perfect okay let's get into it no generation uh is a first person f- 
photography video game. It's a first-person shooter, I guess, in a sense, but uh, not not a lot of violence in it, which was refreshing. Uh, it was published by Playism, and it was developed basically, as I hinted to earlier, by one person uh, in like eight months uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Try to think back. Whatever, whatever your response was to the pandemic. I mean. Uh, I wrote some music and stuff like that. I wasn't like completely unproductive, but uh, this guy made a whole video game. So <laughs> <laughs> we made some pod. We made some podcasts. We made some. Hey, podcasts. we did a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it was all thanks. This whole video game experience uh, was all thanks to this guy, uh, the director of the game, Tal E. Faulkner, uh, and he is a. Maori individual, which I guess is the indigenous people of New Zealand. Like, I don't really know very much uh, about this, but pretty cool to learn a little bit uh, through this video game. Mm -hmm. It was published uh, on PC in May 2020. Uh, and it was also released on the Nintendo Switch eventually, which is really cool. Uh, so if you have a Nintendo Switch, and I, I, I we'll get into it, but I think this game would be great on Switch. Uh, June 2021. Uh, so, you know, about a year later, putting it out uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and the game is set in the shitty future. That's the, uh, Tally's, <laughs> the future. Ta- Tally's words, not mine. Uh, yeah, it's a very incredibly indie game. One thing that he did do very well uh, is using the Unity engine. I think that was a really good play. Uh, some people try to like make their own game engines, and like he just used a popular one. You know, now that I know a little a little bit about video games, that's kind of like the a good standard practice. Is like it'd be like I guess if me and Michael like tried to invent our own audition and our own Zoom to do this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right you wouldn't want to do that uh let's get a little bit into the gameplay here man after after i yapped on nerded out here a little bit about the kind of history of this game <laughs> yeah for sure um so i think uh for gameplay um i mean this kind of like kind of captures a couple of the dislikes i think it's just like it's a little choppy <laughs> it's a little choppy uh and it is glitchy at times if you find yourself like too close to an object trying to double jump to get on top of it sometimes you'll just shoot like to mars um yeah. joking around but you shoot you can you'll shoot up real high there's some glitches uh, as jared has has mentioned before um not on the podcast but you know just in conversation uh you can use that to your advantage <laughs> sometimes launch onto um, that so roof get that perfect shot <laughs> exactly um, you know, there are going to be moments where you can, you know, it doesn't recognize an object as really being in the way you can shoot through it to get, you know, all of, um, the subjects or items that you need to get within the frame for that objective in the frame. And it's going to count. Um, so that, those kinds of things, I mean, you, you have to, you know, bring those up, but, um, again, I appreciated how easy, like the gameplay mechanics were. Yeah. It's, it's very familiar. Uh, I was very, quickly able to pick it up and play it i do play a lot of like first person shooter style games like i've been playing tons of portal i used to play like a lot of counter-strike and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so very intuitive for me like that first person style with the mouse and keyboard you know the uh w a s d you know very familiar to me (laughs) so yeah there's there's all of that uh i also found it very similar to a game that i played tons which is tony hawk pro skater like i could play tony hawk pro skater with my damn eyes closed bro so (laughs) 
that, that <laughs> where it's objective based, right? That's kind of the big like thing that's similar. Each level is like yeah. a kind of mini sandbox and you go around and explore the level and you have like different objectives. And Tony Hawk, it used to be like, oh, you got to grind from this rail to this rail or, you know, do this gap, collect these letters, these different objectives, like very similar to that type of game. So if you've played any like Tony Hawk or kind of objective base games like that, uh, you know, it's going to be something that's not too weird, something that you'll be able to pick up uh, pretty easily. Yeah. Instead of like doing wicked tricks, you basically have photos that you have to get. Right. So it'll be like get a photo of three birds or get a photo of like all your friends together in a photo or like just different things that you have to find some jukeboxes, jukeboxes, spray paint, all types of cool, uh, rebellious crap like that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, uh so it's very very yeah just very familiar and very easy to pick up uh and another thing that is um pretty cool about this game is like the focus on creativity it never tries to like force you to play in a certain way as i said the 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 levels are like sandboxes right it is timed but like the timing isn't really that important <laughs> it's like if you want yeah. to deliver on time it's very much like being a real photographer right you're just like oh yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> it's like any any clients are just like okay well i'll call this guy no um Let's we deliver that on... podcast jared has yeah <laughs> michael and i we deliver yeah and then they hear me uh do the crazy oh that song wasn't bad it wasn't one of my worst anyways but uh go listen if you if you if you want to hear a good song last week's the the rush one was freaking mm. solid but I, I actually have a quote here on like the um the creativity and kind of the the focus on creativity how that was designed into the game uh from tally here the moment you tell someone what is and isn't creative you just essentially stop them from being creative Ooh, that's yeah. powerful yeah and that wow. was kind that's of true. the yeah, that was really the the philosophy of the game. Like you have those objectives, right? Um, but like the way that you do it is totally up to you. And you have like full control of how you want to edit those photos, especially as you progress in the game, you get like more and more control, more and more lenses and stuff like that. Um, yeah, uh, a couple more things that I want to highlight here. And then we'll let uh, Michael kind of talk about it a little bit more about like his experience with the gameplay uh but i totally loved how the the different lenses are uh kind of designed into the game um the way yeah. that they're like introduced over time slowly that was something that i really really liked uh, the control that you do have like uh michael and i talked about it like you don't have full manual control i think that might be a really scare a lot of people away from this game but apparently it is something that they have in the dlc so once you've played through the game and you're like familiar with the mechanics you do get that control but yeah having the control over like switching those lenses it really made me like envy that as a photographer like i kind of wish that in real life it was like that where you want to switch lenses and you just like turn your lens boom <laughs> just click it and it just becomes That'd a be zoom awesome. lens yeah you don't have to carry around lenses and stuff like that uh that would be really cool uh we'll talk a lot about the inspiration behind this game as well like obviously this genius game didn't come from absolutely nowhere so one big point of ins inspiration here is the tactical shooter arma apparently is something that's uh tally really uh was inspired by in this game so i guess it's a shooter where you have to you know really dial things in and whatnot right like more of a, a simulator than like mm. your average 
thing. And yeah, he like I said, he made it like in in about eight months. And originally, it was just to teach his uh, his brother about or his cousin. Yeah, his cousin, photography brothers. That's why I wanted to say that. But the <laughs> the the point of the game was to teach uh, his cousin about photography. And yeah, we'll get into that a little bit more later. But I think that the game really does do that like in from some of the reviews that i've read it's like getting people into photography which i really like but yeah any other things uh on the uh gameplay that you you know you either like enjoyed or didn't enjoy yeah no for sure and it it's funny you you use this word and for some reason it didn't didn't strike me until now but yeah it is a simulator um it's a photography simulator you know, when you watch uh, friends or streamers that you like playing, you know, the truck simulators and stuff like that, it's, it's you know, you, you, you have an objective and or a set of objectives, you got to go and do it. And it's very specific and tailored to a specific profession. And that is exactly what this is. So uh, as a good descriptor, yeah, definitely a simulator. But as far as gameplay goes, um, yeah, I mean, the thing that really striked me, again, I referenced, I actually really like the art style in this game. Um, I like how every map felt completely different from the, the map previous mm-hmm. to it. That's true. Um, right? Um, I liked how, you know, you could interact with your friends uh, that kind of came along with you on all these crazy <laughs> adventures, I guess. And you could kind of get them to pose and 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 do different things and you know kind of get the shot that you want to get and um i'll I'll definitely bring that up a a bit more later as well but um honestly i I feel like it's one of those games where for me it's kind of hard to to say a lot about it other than just it was simple and fun and and beautiful honestly um i think yeah the manual shooting manual for me actually is probably something that it i mean for me I don't think it would have scared me off. I mean, it could scare off definitely like a beginner who just kind of wants to go in and shoot and not have to worry about that or someone who's a hobbyist or not really um, just wants to play the game, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I, I think as a resource, and that's something we'll talk about later on, it might have been nice. But again, like Jared mentioned, it is, it is available through DLC, so you can get that. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah and it's a really really game. It's like a super, super cheap game. Like you can yeah. get the you can get the game and the DLC for under forty bucks. I'm pretty sure right now on Steam. Yeah, so. and and if you use the code Photo Bros, you'll get zero percent off. <laughs> yeah, they'll have absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Do nothing. You'll say this is an incorrect code. <laughs> oh, I love that man. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so I also want to talk a lot about uh, well hopefully not too much we don't want to make this too long but i want to talk about the i want to talk about the music for sure i think that's very integral to the vibe of the game like that is one thing that uh kept me coming back to this game and like i had to go and find the best like bluetooth speakers that i could find in my house and like set it up (laughs) every time you know and it, it was definitely a game where i wanted to get the vibe right to play it like michael talks about all the time like when you're editing your photos you want to be in a certain place. You want to listen to certain music. A lot of artists definitely talk about this, right? Like getting into that proper headspace and kind of recognizing that like what you're creating is going to be intertwined with like, obviously, you know, it sounds obvious when you say it, but like your mindset at the time of creating it or, you know, your inspiration at the time of creating it, right? And this game does a very good job of like, the, the music, everything brings you into a vibe. It really got me like, okay, I'm going to turn off the lights. Let me get my key, like nice keyboard set up. I'll make a tea, like really like create, 
kind of lean into the experience of it, right? And really get yourself yeah. in the zone to do it, which was part part of it that I really loved. Uh, the music is done by this guy, Thor High Heels. I really hope it's a guy because like, that's, I don't know. Now that I read the name, <laughs> somebody named Thor High Heels. And it was just like a friend of, uh, of Talia's, of the developer here. He basically reached out to him, saw his like stuff on YouTube or whatever. He's like a music producer. And he was like, hey, can I use some of your stuff on the game? And I think like from the, I read a little bit of interviews uh, with Thor High Heels and also with Tally and kind of seems that it was just like a very organic thing where like Tally was already kind of using that music as a bit of an inspiration, kind of digging it, like throwing it on on YouTube and then ended up reaching out to him. So kind of the whole game seems like, uh, although some of the tracks were pre-existing and some of the tracks were actually made for the game, uh, it just blends in pretty seamlessly. It's the whole thing feels very natural and like just a good marriage right like to me it's like it's funny in a game that is kind of like clunky and does have it's like little <laughs> it's his first game that's another thing right but uh, it does have those things but in terms of like it manages to still be a, a pretty seamless experience experience in some ways so i'm saying the word experience a lot but it's an experience <laughs> it is an experience the, the whole thing is an experience yeah um you know, it's, I agree with you, the music, uh, you took the words right, right from my mouth here, man. I was about to say, like, you know, as creatives, you tend to, you know, lean on other art forms to, to fuel your creativity. And yeah, like, for sure, music is something that, you know, Jared, me, like, we'll listen to when we're editing our stuff, um, you know, helps you put you in that headspace. Um, I like, again, due to the game being so simple by na in nature, it allows you to be really immersed within it without having to really think too much. Um, and you can really absorb, you know, what you're seeing, what you're hearing. And again, that what you're hearing, I mean, every map has something that really just feels right for what's going on. Um, and so, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you, man. Like beautiful score. I'm someone who like, I'll see, a, I'm kind of a nerd this way, but I'll see like Hans Zimmer's on a, on a film and I'll be like, Oh my God, <laughs> I am so stoked. Or, you know, somebody else, um, from one of the countless crap short films that I've seen I've been like wow the movie was bad but the, the score was great and kind of keep track of of those composers and, and I'd love to see Thor High Heels come up and and something else down the line yeah. for sure I definitely get excited and, and it's sick how this is coming together like I didn't really think about this earlier but as you were saying like the variety of environments um the and like down to not just kind of how it's laid out and like the types of objectives that you're doing but also like the lighting environments and things are very different in different areas. And that kind of goes along with the music being dynamic as well. Like every track isn't exactly the same. Right. And they're like, we don't want to spoil too much, but there are some like more dramatic moments in this game and how, you know, just dynamic that music is the fact that it's not just, yeah, it would be, it would still be a fun game. Like they could have literally used uh friggin' Wi-Fi or uh, lo-fi beats to chill playlist from YouTube and the game would still be good. Right. But like the fact that they went that other level, got uh, Thor high heels here involved. I've been putting on the soundtrack for, and doing like photo walks. It has like inspired me to, to do some more photo walks. Like I am pretty wow. inspired by that. Uh, yeah. And like, found it on Spotify, throw it on. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's does help with the immersion and whatnot. So just want to throw that out there too. That's awesome. Um, yeah. For art style. Uh, I feel like I've used a lot of these, <laughs> I've used points and just like 
everywhere here <laughs> as we've talked about the game just kind of like really excited about the game um but yeah i think like it's it's a it's it's simple but they i use this phrase before it's not like it, it's not the canvas it's what you it's how you use it how you, how you paint it um and they they made a really beautiful game uh jared referenced lighting they use lighting really well here uh even in ways that challenge you um and and, and like not to go too much into like objectives and stuff like that i just kind of stay a bit more creative like jared mentioned like some of the shots i just wanted to get because i wanted to get them and there's like a <laughs> i think there's a shot like three or four levels in it's like a battlefield right um and there's this guy on top of a, a roof and he's shooting and it's really dark but once he shoots you get the muzzle flash and, yeah. and it illuminates right and i'm like i was sitting there <laughs> for a while <laughs> just trying to get it and he would like stop shooting I'm like no i'm not getting the shot i want but um you know there are times in the game where it makes you you know have to do that but there are times in the game where you just want to um and it, it just because it's stunning um it doesn't have to be an objective it just as a creative it's something you want to get and it just speaks a lot to i think yeah. how beautiful the game is and i would end up um, getting objectives yeah. accidentally like that sometimes where i would just be like all right <laughs> let me just shoot around and then it's like oh i got an objective <laughs> that's so true um oh yeah there was three there was three birds and four feathers in that shot i didn't yeah i was just shooting (laughs) yeah i know oh my goodness side note the hardest one i think for me was finding the targets i was like where are the targets oh yeah that targets one is hard yeah it's like level four Um, or five or whatever (laughs) but yeah the uh, yeah the, the art style as Michael said, it's like pretty minimalist. Uh, if you've ever played like PlayStation One games or like uh, N sixty four, it kind of like does remind me of that aesthetic a little bit. Uh, some of the we'll get into inspirations here as well. Like we were, we want to talk about inspirations. Jet Set Radio is one that comes up a lot, which is a game that I think I would love. I never got the chance to play it back in the day, but it's it was like Dreamcast or something. Um, it's a skate graffiti game, like inline skates. You like skate around and uh, and graffiti, and it kind of has a similar art style to this game. So definitely an art style inspiration. Uh, another thing is the work of oh boy, here we go. Bad pronunciation time. Yoji <laughs> Shinkawa, uh, who worked on Metal Gear Solid, and I definitely saw that. Now that like once you hear some of this stuff, you're like, oh, oh yeah. That makes perfect sense. So a big inspiration was that uh, the kind of minimalist uh, art of Metal Gear Solid definitely comes into like the graffiti and stuff in this game. So thought that was pretty cool. But I yeah, I did. Uh, I think that the art, art aesthetic like works works well with everything in the game. It does avoid uh, like this game could have very easily been like super boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I feel like, it, you know, when you set out to make a photography video game, like that's always something I guess that would be a risk. But this all comes together very, very well, and it ends up being something that's very enjoyable, uh, and yeah, kind of like tricks you almost into like you getting better at photography and like thinking more about how you're framing your photos. Are you creating a lot of depth? Like it just gives you a chance to like practice and run through a lot of things where like street photography in real life, like people aren't just kind of standing around, right. And posing and waiting for you to get that shot. You gotta like kind of, okay. And like shoot some stuff. Boom, boom, boom. This guy's turning. He's looking at this sign. Let me shoot that. This guy's on a motorcycle. Shoot that, whatever. Right. And, and you kind of, 
uh, figure it out. But it is a cool little playground to mess around with, you know. And uh, yeah, the the art style really does play into all of those things, like how you're saying the um, the focus being on creativity and and everything like that, just it being a an enjoyable game. Like the girl who uh, got me my glasses uh, when I went I went to the the glasses store, picked up some new glasses. I'm not wearing them yet, and that's why Michael's raising an eyebrow. But she kept saying when I put on glasses, she'd be like, "That's vibey, that's vibey." So this game's this game's <laughs> it's vibey. This game's very vibey. Um, yeah, I think the last point I just want to make there to like build off of that is. I think it's the reason that if I it didn't really strike me as a simulator at the time, like it just it it, it was to me it was just a game because, um, yeah, I mean like the art there's so much like intention with with the art style like y- you can tell again obviously simplicity I hate using I, I feel like I've used that word uh, a lot you know Jared's using experience I'm using simplicity um, <laughs> but I I love how exciting it was every when when a a map would end a mission would end and it was like where are we going in the story after this and what is it going to look like um it was like you knew that the next map was going to be you know you finish at the ba- at the battleground now you're kind of like around like the medics and people are being treated and like it it's it's it continuously progresses through that story and i think that's kind of what set this game apart from like a generic or like a typical simulator um, is that there actually is, like Jared had mentioned, a plot and visually um, it, you know, I'd say the visuals are a character along the ride with you and it keeps you excited for the next Yeah, it, Yeah, it's incredibly well done. Like the, that aspect of it, the game does have a story and it just gets so seamlessly told to you. Like there's no freaking cut scenes. There's no, like you go up to a character and you press it like this game. So could have had these elements that would have just like distracted from the core thing, which is like getting into a mood and taking cool photos and like being experimental, moving that frame around, adjusting that focus, like editing with cool colors and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, It just, it completely, uh, completely avoids that, which is great. It's like, it purely relies actually like it's funny we're talking about art style we're talking about the story the game purely relies on art style to tell you the story yeah it purely relies on the objectives that you do and the graffiti on walls and the things around you to tell you what the heck is actually going on no one tells you there are no cutscenes. there's no no voice in the sky no written bio there's nothing going on you get dropped in and oh okay oh okay i guess these guys aren't great oh okay well wow i guess people feel like this you know like really really hard to to not spoil eh? (laughs) i'm trying to avoid it i'm trying really hard (laughs) Um, but oops the oops there's some crazy stuff going on yeah there's some crazy shit crazy shit man that so yeah that's kind of uh segueing you know talking about the story and whatnot segues very nicely into talking about the themes which i do want to get into a little bit here uh kind of the the ideology of this game, I guess you could say, which I didn't really like. I honestly didn't expect this game to to have this much of a voice uh, and kind of these themes that, like Michael is saying, you know, without shoving it down your throat, without a word of dialogue, without anything like that. No cutscenes. It it expresses this entire thing, right? And the whole thing is around, uh, you know, anti-war, anti colonialism, uh, anti-neoliberalism as well, which is something that like I totally wasn't 
expecting out of this game in any way. Uh, it really reminded me, like, it's funny, um, you know, the relationship between this and, like, real-world photography, especially some of those levels where it's, like, really, uh, like, neon lighting a lot and, like, a lot of police and stuff around. It really reminded me heavily and then, in, like, interwoven with these themes of, like, anti-colonialism, anti-police, all of these things, right? Uh, Andrew Hallahan, who we covered on the show, uh, you guys can definitely go look up his photography on Instagram or his website, uh, you know, sh- uh, taking photos of the police and expressing that, like, a very similar feeling that I got from playing this game of, like, otherworldliness and all of this, like, bad stuff that's going on and, like, how it's being reacted to, you know? 100%. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could say it better <laughs> than the way you just said it, but, um, yeah, like, I like how the kind of the culture and character that they create in the city and in the different environments kind of give you an idea of how, like, the people that live in that area feel about what's going on and feel about, um, you know, kind of the direction. Um, and you know, there's like rebellious people. There are folks that are kind of along for the ride and and fighting there's, um, you know, anyways, the point is like, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's definitely tackling a lot of stuff. And again, I know we've talked about this. I just love how they're not like how, even though they're tackling, things that are that can be complex they're doing it in such a way that is just like immersive and you can kind of uncover that for yourself and i really appreciate that yeah i have a little more uh a little more detail here around uh specifically like what tali was thinking about making this game uh it's a response to the australian government obviously their handling of covid uh but also their handling of uh the bushfires like there's a tons of crazy bushfires in australia that like we don't even really hear about right like yeah it's a whole world away basically and sadly we don't really hear stuff about that like i was even surprised when i heard this news about like bc or whatever how they're having like crazy landslide situations but uh it all ties together uh quote from tally here like the government's shithouse job (laughs) <laughs> of wow. handling handling the bushfires and the pandemic and yeah that that criticism of neoliberalism and how uh this really this really woke me up man like honestly i know that sounds like cliche perhaps but like uh i've been thinking about this a lot like how we're just kind of this stuff gets normalized right and how quickly like things are spun and how quickly someone will be like oh i can make money off of this and like these ads that were coming on TV like right away when the pandemic and it's like, how long did it take people to be like, Oh yeah, such and such. It's such a hard time. Uh, the new, uh, BK <laughs> like spicy burger is out, you know, it's like, Oh, you soothe your, you can't work and you're poor now. Uh, but get a BK at BK it's your way or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> how, how those things become normalized. Right. And uh, yeah, he has another quote here that I really love. um, And it ties in as well with like some of his inspirations uh, for the game. Uh, One of the things about neoliberal political system is uh, it's all about making you comfortable in the face of things that are trying to kill you. And he brings up uh, the film Shin Godzilla and kind of like the Godzilla franchise in general, but especially like Shin Godzilla in particular. And that idea of like, 
a problem being like so right in your face that it's like a giant monster that's like smashing up the city, right? And you're just like either kind of ignoring the problem, uh, going to BK or like arguing about it, right? Like these like uh, diplomats are friggin' Uh, you know, these people are elected, whatever people in the UN and, you know, all of these things that people want to criticize kind of like the this is such a political science episode now. Damn, some of these words like the the, you know, like superstructure of neoliberalism or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Like kind of observing that. Uh, I wasn't ready and, for it. And, and, I yeah, wasn't I ready for, for neoliberalism. <laughs> it just hit uh -huh. me right away. Uh, I know this game kind of kind of slaps you with that, right? But yeah, how um, how how things are developing and like uh, you know, especially the response to to COVID and uh, to climate change really reveals like what's going on and you know the ignoring of the problem that's right in your face. Yeah. Interesting stuff like that you don't expect playing a little photography game again. You know, <laughs> could it get people? into photography though jared okay That's let's talk about question. that yeah okay well we got creative we can get a bit practical <laughs> uh yeah so could it get people into photography uh, want me to kick off this one go ahead bro yeah uh i think yes um i think you know the game is stunning it's simple to play but it challenges you in a lot of ways that are relevant to photography um you know which you know could uh, maybe plant the seed for a lot of folks that, you know, kind of give the game a shot. Um, it's not, it's, I guess like kind of echo all of what I just said there in, in a few simple points, like it's simple and it's immersive and it's like beautiful. And I think that like, because of the mechanics are all built around, uh, you know, this profession and, and the different lens systems and uh, not lens systems, but like the different lenses and type of shots you can get and all that. And those are yeah, such different an editing part of the thing. objectives. Editing you can do. Editing you can, of course, yeah. I mean, we haven't even talked about the editor. That's so true. Um, but yeah, um, the whole game is, is is built around it. So of course, like there's the, that opportunity for, for people to kind of get interested and even kick off as a hobbyist. But I think, you know, it, because it's a good game, it really, it really kind of gives it that boost that it needs in order to to have that effect. Yeah, I've been sharing this uh, around with quite a few people. I think like anyone who is interested in photography, you know, uh, a big part of what we try to do here on the podcast is like break down those barriers to entry, right? Those like snooty photographers that say <laughs> things like, oh, you don't have 70 megapixels go home right <laughs> as if those people there's people that do that um but anyways you know we don't want to be like that and i think this is a really good way to get into photography like to to practice around you know the stakes aren't very high you're not going to be spending a lot of money or breaking uh any cameras or anything like that um it's a good little kind of sandbox to play around in I would highly recommend that you check out this game. Like it, it will teach you the the fundamentals of photography, as Michael was saying, like maybe not that manual mode as much like ISO and aperture until you play through the game and then get the DLC. And then, you know, then you can uh, play through those other levels and kind of utilize that stuff. But yeah, it, as a entry point into photography and a, and a way to introduce people to photography, I love this. Yeah. Would it help to make someone a better photographer? 
that one, uh, you guys may have kind of picked up on this, but Michael and I like this game a lot. And I think this game will make you a better photographer. I honestly do. I, I Like I said, I think I've laid it out here like this inspired me in a lot of ways with my own photography something that I am guilty of and like I talked to Michael about this before but like as people who host a photography podcast we're kind of always in danger of like talking about photos more than actually shooting photos and this game was something uh, ironically you know you're like oh you're shooting photos in a video game but it did inspire me more to like get out and do photo walks and stuff like that in real life and like in a, in my own nerdy way, putting on the soundtrack and my earbuds there, walking around and, awesome. and shooting like that and just kind of, you know, ignoring the world and just being that like street photographer. Uh, yeah, I think that it will definitely uh, improve even uh, seasoned photographer skills and like even, you know, people that fly planes and stuff like that, they've got... Uh, you know, simulators on their computer and stuff like that. Maybe they don't critique neoliberalism as, as well as this game. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I think if, if it, if it at least does one thing, it inspires you at the least. Um, even for myself, like Jared mentioned, definitely resonate with everything that he said. Um, and for me, you know, I got to go out this um, earlier this week and, and kind of just take on a project I've been wanting to do for a while. Um, completely creative. It's completely for me. Um, no real uh, end goals with it, but that's kind of like what you fall in love with in the beginning. Um, and yeah, it, it was awesome and I was excited. And maybe next time I'll put the soundtrack in my ear because uh, it is a really it's good on soundtrack. Spotify. So just Ooh. search Thor High Heels on Spotify there. Okay, I'm going to have to look that up. Um, I do think it does make you a better photographer though. Um, like, for one composition, obviously, like mm-hmm. we we joking around, like there are ways to cheat the system a bit, but like, yeah, I mean, you, you have to. I mean, eighty percent of the objectives I'd say in the game are are like composition. You know, get, um, you know, get these two subjects in frame. Get like seven birds in frame. It's the first mm-hmm. mission, so it's not mm-hmm. really much much of a spoiler. Um, you know, some a lot of it's timing. Um, you know, there's uh, something that has to do with cats, and you got to like wait for kind of like. I think one of the cat kind of moves around. It's not really technically in frame. And so you got to like time things out really well. And of course, you know, from a creative standpoint, as I mentioned earlier, just wanting to like get the shots and part of the objectives, the bonus objectives are getting money. So you do have to get extra shots aside from the shots Mm -hmm. that are part of the objectives if you want to hit that. So getting your creative shots and me trying to get that muzzle flash (laughs) guy, that's timing. Right. Yeah, one one thing that it does do that is a lot like real photography, like one of my favorite things about this game is it does recreate that thing of like getting into the perfect position at the perfect time to get that photo. And like, I think that's part of the obsessive like artist photography kind of brain that that you and I unfortunately or perhaps fortunately have is that uh, we have that need to get that perfect photo and like we'll do anything like, uh, you know, dangerous stuff, running through traffic and all types of nonsense, getting into positions, <laughs> climbing stuff you know like whatever you need to do maybe embarrassing yourself publicly that's so true i mean i do Uh, that whether or not i have a camera but (laughs) you know he's just he's just walking around uh you know playing his music for the world and stuff so um (laughs) i'm just joking so actually uh point there um yeah i'm a bard i walk around with my acoustic guitar and i sing (laughs) photography i sing uh photography songs to everybody i was gonna say um it's actually funny because like there were moments in this where it's like, yeah, I get like a large amount of objects or people in frame. And it reminded me a lot of like, um, Jared, you'll remember 
and I don't know if we can use client names or whatever, but we had a project recently and we had to get like a bunch of like subjects in the same shot and like the lighting was aggressive. So we had to move people around. UFT, man, we can talk about that. Okay, yeah. So (laughs) we were shooting um, uh, University of Toronto. uh, Their kitchen staff. Yeah. Their kitchen staff. We had to get the whole staff in one photo and uh, it was just like two o'clock, like the worst (laughs) possible light. And we were like right in front of Nathan Phillips Square, like as open as possible. Yep. That's just a set thing. Yeah, sun was just like scorching everybody. Uh, it was, it was bright. It was bright. So we had to like play around a lot with composition, play around with, you know, like attention to detail and, and lighting and, and all that. So it, it was funny. Cause like, that was just something that kind of came up, um, as I was like trying to squeeze seven birds into a frame. Um, but, uh, I think like one thing I mentioned earlier and it's like, it's such a smaller thing, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was kind of like intentional for this reason, but like, um, I love the fact that you could interact with your, your friends. And I said that before, but like being able to change their poses. Yeah. Um, that's something that's really important actually. And, like, and one like, of your like, friends is a penguin, which is sick. I know. I love that the penguin was there and I kept like, I remember in the first couple of missions I was looking at the objectives and I'm like, I don't get it. The, the penguin has nothing to do with the theme or to do with the flipping, uh, objectives. Like why is the penguin here? But you know, it's the thumbnail image for the game or, or whatever the, the shortcut image there's some some there's some symbolism related to the maori which is uh like something about birds uh, and whatnot. so there's a bird okay. symbolism thing going on okay yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean like a big part of photography is is being able to actually communicate with your models in order to get the shot that you want so um i i, I mean i'd take that like fairly literally like if, if you're not liking what you're kind of getting i'd like in practice try to actually change their poses go up hit the button What's it's up? very, what it's very, it's just very literal. I'm just picturing someone like actually doing that to models, uh, just like <laughs> because you just like point it, you just like point at them. You're like press E and you point, and then they just like change their pose or start dancing. It's just like just like real life. They, they text you later. How come you sent me like 20 texts saying E? I don't understand. I want you to change your pose, man. Um, but yeah, like, I like how it kind of like instills that mindset to newer yeah, photographers just, of like just, communicating with your models and out on the street you want. yelling E and pointing at strangers. Oh my God. That'd be so funny. They would run. I think they would run. I mean, I already, In Toronto? People, I already freak people out enough when I do my street photography. So <laughs> there is one knock. I got to give a knock to this game. Okay. Well, you knocked uh, it. We knocked it. I, I did knock it. I did knock it. No, 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 no. There is one objective. There's one objective. I'm just okay. going to say one word and I'm yeah. hoping that you get it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, boomer. Okay. Yeah. There was, that was a weird one, I think. Cause it's didn't, it said like boom and then or somewhere and else. And then it was like a different word that was next to it. That said it started with ER. Yeah. And it was like, I, I, I spent like half an hour looking for boomer. That may have been like one of the ones on that my I got, timeline. May have been one of the so, ones that I got accidentally because I was just like, "This is cool graffiti. <laughs> I want to use the bloom and shoot oh, it." And, yeah, yeah. The one that, that oh, dude, the one that kicked my ass was the uh, the red light one. If I say that, you might know. The red light. So is that three or four on the train? Oh, maybe oh. you didn't even get there. Did you get there? Oh, I don't know. Not. I think that's the train. Next. Have you been on the train okay. level? Is tra- so train is that separate from like is that's not the one right after it's a the burger train it's a burger train yeah it's, a, it's right after the battlefield and there's okay, so, burgers and you have to shoot the all the flags yeah the red okay, light one I I'm starting that one okay, <laughs> so okay. that's where I'm at well, right now yeah. good luck with that red light 
Jeez, man. <laughs> but, last uh, one kicked my ass. There's another uh, important. There's a really important question that we need to get yeah. to before we can uh, wrap up the podcast here. Oh, my Michael. goodness. Okay. And this has been thrilling and exciting. And let's maybe talk about a video game again. It would be very repetitive if we did the DLC. So we're not going to do that. Maybe we will. I don't know. Probably not. But we'll do another. If we talk. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hit us up on Instagram photo yeah. underscore bros underscore pod if there's another photography based video game uh, maybe you've played it maybe you think it's interesting maybe you want us to uh, cover it maybe you think it's horrible let us know uh, but before we can uh, can wrap up here michael and leave our listeners uh, to go and message us on instagram mm-hmm. we need to ask an important question so that is oh my goodness what does umarangi generation mean Oh. Oh. I don't know. Well, I can tell you without even spoiling. So uh, the language of the Maori is T-Rio. Probably saying that wrong. And uh, yeah. And Umarangi means red sky. So it's the the red sky generation. Uh, Definitely something to do with like the apocalypse right like the umarangi generation that's kind of like us as photographers right like young photographers expressing ourselves in the world like that's who this game is is yeah. for who it's dedicated to is the umarangi that's, generation that's interesting because you brought up the fact that like it partially you know they're tying in like forest fires and how yes. it's been handled and like yes. you know how like i've seen images of, of australia of, of of california even um, you know, the, the smoke gets intense and it like really populates the air and then you have the warm fire and it, the whole like area around you is just red. Um, yeah. so it, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know that it could be a coincidence or just like, you know, a wink. Makes but, perfect sense, um, dude. Yeah. That that's, that's interesting. Sense. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's heavy, a little bit of heavy stuff. We, we found a way to make it heavy a bit. <laughs> at a, the end very covering counted, a you know? damn video game we did it michael <laughs> <laughs> but uh it is it is hopeful like if you know the problem here being addressed by this game uh very very eloquently is that you know the current system in charge of the world is uh, fundamentally ill-equipped to deal with the problems that we have and they're basically ignoring it and if we're not able to talk about that frankly uh, then we're basically effed, M- Michael. Yeah. So yeah. this is an important thing. And yeah, for as artists, I think like the message here uh, is like, go hard. Like this guy made a whole game. So if you can't shoot some photos and put them on a website, like, pff, I don't know, if you can't make a podcast, this is ex- this is very exciting and inspiring stuff. Like this is something yeah. to, you know, to end on a on a happy note. Like this is something that's really like particularly inspiring to me, and I think it will be to a lot of people. Especially like, it's one of those things where your enjoyment of the thing is definitely enhanced by like learning more, and that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast and just for my own personal enjoyment and for for Michael's as well. Like I got a lot out of this game. Uh, I really recommend it. I think it would be great on uh nintendo switch because it's just like you can hop in hop out do a level uh you know very great for the uh traveling type of thing but you can you can easily play it on your laptop and uh, it doesn't require the craziest graphics card ever if you have windows 98 like i said or mike michael said you can probably play this game Mm -hmm. yeah 
Of course. And, you know, the folks that over at Nintendo always, you know, consistent listeners of the show. Um, oh, yeah. You know, so definitely. Pikachu, he's that. always tuning in. Mario, we got, we got a lot of voicemails. Yeah. It's a me. That was a great episode of uh, the podcast. Uh, yeah, Mar- Mario, actually, episode 348. Uh, we'll have uh, Mario in uh, potentially Luigi. Oh, he, he has a wedding that day. He but. Can, yeah, he canceled. So we're getting we're getting uh, uh, Bowser. Oh, Bowser's that's going to be weird. On. Yeah, it's going to be weird because I don't think he even speaks English. I think he'll just kind of. <laughs> he takes I need a, to cue you up as Bowser one day. He takes a lot of photos, though. He takes a lot of photos. He does. He does. Wow, that'll oh, be a great man. one. That'll be a great one for new listeners when they tune in, and it's just the podcast starts with me. <laughs> perfect. Oh, that, perfect. They'll, top of the charts, Michael. Top of the charts. All right, dude. Uh, this has been super fun. Thank you for doing this. Thank you uh, to our dear listeners for listening to the Photography Brothers podcast. Uh, if you love this podcast and you just have such a uh, feeling of warmth towards Michael Costa, where mm-hmm. you know you want to spread that holiday joy and you want to go check out uh, Michael M. Costa on YouTube. And it's like a warm blanket mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. a cup of hot cocoa with a little bit of rum oh, in it. With a little oh, bit of some rum. Some carnation hot chocolate. Some hot chocolate and uh, some marshmallows inside. And if you want to check out some other crap that I do, uh, I haven't made a video in a while. I've been busy making music. Uh, but I have a, a YouTube channel where I talk about music. And pretty soon, we're going to have some more videos of me actually making music on uh, the metal nerd channel search jared r poirier on youtube i don't know if you need the r probably just search jared poirier anyways uh another thing you can do is use the most horrible app ever called instagram uh and you can search up photo <laughs> underscore bros underscore pod uh just don't use the app too much just look at our stuff it's good. Yeah. Don't do anything that makes you angry or feel bad about your self-image. So just the Photo Bros podcast. It's mostly pictures uh, that Michael and I shot and uh, other pictures of gear. That, so if you love looking at pictures of gear, check that out. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about it. You know, you go to someone's profile. They're following one person. You're like, that's a cool guy. He knows what he wants. Follow the Photography Brothers podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can also follow us on TikTok. Uh, oh. And... You know, uh, we're we're over there uh, where we did uh, a little announcement uh, uh, on our giveaway, uh, which is another thing we want to talk about here real quick. Guys, don't forget, we're giving away a mobile gimbal by uh, DJI. It's the OM4. Um, You know, if you want to be able to kind of just capture stuff stably. Stably is not really a word, I don't think. But if you want stable footage... (laughs) Uh, then this, I mean, this is kind of what it does. Uh, as as Jared has highlighted before, uh, you know, you can get the crunchy kind of Cheetos. Uh, you know, we can play, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega Genesis, of course. Use it, um, it good as a pair of skates, order eats, mm, Uber eats. Yeah, we know all about Uber it. Uber eats, all of that stuff, uh, all that goodness. Uh, also, a, a really know. good cleaning kit and an SD card. So, guys, go check that out. Link will be uh, in the description somewhere there. And uh, yeah, win yourself uh, a gimbal. You have till the end of the month. So, it will uh, be. Do it. it will be. I'm also going to put a link to uh, this indie game. Wow, what a weird name. The website is literally called IndieGameWebsite.com. 
But, uh, I love it so much. <laughs> such an indie game play. Photobroswebsite.com. That's going to be our website. Uh, anyways, you can go and read this article. Uh, it's a it's an interview with uh, Tally Falconer. <laughs> Tally Falconer, who created this game. Yeah. You can also check out the Mosh and the Dogs podcast, which is a podcast that my fiance makes. Anything else, Michael? 